All right, we welcome you all to another episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast with your host Bernhard Günther and Laura Matsu. This episode is called Divide and Conquer and the Wetiko Mind Virus. So we're going to dive into various different topics, again, looking at current events, what's happening. And a lot of it is, you know, a lot of craziness out there. Things are changing daily, new events are happening. And But then we also want to look it up from the more cold perspective, the Wetiko mind virus that has taken over humanity. And also look at from, again, the astrological perspective and the bigger picture of the evolution of consciousness. And who knows what will happen until this uh, podcast is released because we're recording it today on May 31st and the podcast will be released in about five or six days. Um, so, well, let's get a little recap summary. I mean, just a week ago, we all focused on COVID and coronavirus and the lockdown, contact tracing, um, social distancing, wearing masks, even here in California, LA, they made it mandatory to wear masks, especially more in the Democrat states. The lockdown is still on hold in, in force, so to speak, but there has been opening uh, you know, across the country. So that that was the focus over the past few months. And then one incident and everything changed. And that incident was the uh, killing of um, African-American black George, George Floyd, by a white cop in Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis. And that uh, resulted in what we see happening now, in vast, pro not only protests, but rioting and looting, looting across the country and nobody's social distancing anymore. Nobody's talking about COVID anymore. So and there are many, many other things that also happened over the past week or weeks, which not many people are aware of, uh, which we can, I think we should address as well. Yeah, so what's been happening too, I think his name is Richard Grenell, just declassified a bunch of documents related to the Obamagate collusion scandal. Um, this new guy, I'm not like a expert on this whole thing, to be honest, um, but the new CIA director is now declassifying more information and um, a lot of people started speaking up about it on social media. And then, of course, the mainstream media came and they just dismissed it as a conspiracy theory hoax that no one knows anything about, which is just explicitly not true. In fact, if you go to another, I mean, it, many independent news organizations are coming up and Epoch Times did this whole series on Spygate and they have it all laid out on like infographics and like they have a two-part documentary series on their YouTube channel. So this is not a secret and this is not a conspiracy theory anymore. This is just the facts. And this is going to, I mean, not to digress, but this is going to cause a huge awakening in the in the American public once these court orders start coming up. And anyway, that's just my own prediction. Um, so that's where it all kind of started. And then all of a sudden the country starts opening up and then you have this death of George Floyd by a police officer, which they kept replaying in the mainstream media in like gruesome detail. And that's also what's really effed up about this because, you know, when did they replay someone literally being murdered over and over again? And this is again tying into what we spoke about on like quite a few podcasts ago now, or at least it seems like forever ago because of how crazy the times have been. But this trauma installment mm -hmm. program, and they're really trying to collectively 
traumatize people. And especially now what they're trying to do is like, we have like, you know, black America, which is a huge amount of ancestral trauma. And they're trying to tag into that wound so that they can use this unhealed pain and anger and fury and rage, and then use that to fuel their own political agenda, which is what we see happening with the riots that have been happening right now. And this is like actually coming to a head um, currently, like, um, it started in Minneapolis and I mean, it's pretty hard to ignore for anyone now, but like they're setting buildings on fire. There's been a lot of documentation that has come out, especially on Twitter, um, where black people are showing that it's actually Antifa that's behind it. So it's people, it's white kids, really young too, by the way, dressed in all black, and these are the people who are writing Black Lives Matter all over the stuff. Like they're just committed to destroying property and committing arson. It's part of their whole MO. So do you want me to read the quote that, that um, yeah, yeah. about Antifa <clears throat> just so people get a little... Before we get in like a minute, like let's just, I want to just address real quick to, without getting in too deep about the killing of George Floyd in general, because there are a lot of red flags and anomalies. It ties into like a definitely a psyop aspect, psychological operation, which we also define and get into more specifically. And a psyop doesn't mean that George Floyd didn't die. I mean, it could or could not happen. There's also talk about actors and whatnot. Who knows at this point? There are just a lot of anomalies, even that the cop. And George Floyd know, knew each other from a past job. And another uh, smoking gun is there's people who were filming from two different angles, right? Mm -hmm. And then you had one angle, which should have caught the person who was filming from the opposite angle, and yet there was no one there. So there's all right. sorts of stuff. Like, And I mean, it's kind of like good that we're in this period where everyone has smartphones because they can't get away with stuff as much as they used to because too many people are like switched on and they're noticing these things. Another um, uh, anomaly or red flag somebody pointed out on the video when the ambulance came, like the ambulance people were dressed like cops and they just shoved George Floyd on the stretcher, not even checking the pulse, no mm -hmm, nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's, it was very sloppy. I mean, there's yeah. so much that needs to be put in question. So, Again, a PSYOP doesn't mean that George Floyd didn't die or whatnot, but it looks more quote-unquote staged event, a ritualistic almost staged event with a certain intention agenda. And like you mentioned, it's no surprise that the media played this video of, of somebody dying over, over and, and over, over and then again. the social media outlets were catching up on yeah, that. Yeah. Right to very much, I mean, if you understand the basic of PSYOPs with a specific intention to get a certain reaction out of the people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And another thing as well is they have um, like the booking photo of the police officer that they arrested, completely different hairline, Looks like literally yeah. like completely different hairline. And you know, sometimes these things are like, okay, some people question them, but how is it possible that his hairline just changed from the recording of the video to the booking photo? This is not even possible. <laughs> like, yeah. not you know, so there's just many red flags there. So who knows um, what, what the real story is. But regardless, whatever it is they're doing is they're trying to use this event, whether it was staged or not, to further fuel a political agenda. And they right. actually, the left really wants to create civic unrest with the people so that they can just basically blame it on Trump. And even in the mainstream news, everywhere except for the mainstream news, 
they're like, it's Antifa, it's Antifa. Even Antifa is saying it's us. They have it all over their Twitter. Like it's no secret. And yet the mainstream news is basically saying these are white supremacists. These are Trump supporters, which is totally not true because if you looked at when they defaced uh, CNN, it literally says fuck Trump. Like, and they're wearing t-shirts that say fuck Trump. Like it's very clear what their political agenda is, but the mainstream media is going to try and paint it like it's uh, white supremacists. In fact, I've even heard stuff that they're getting them to appear as white supremacists, you know, so that they can fuel that part of the story. So Exactly. So before we got into that, into all the different fractional groups and Antifa and the radical left, which plays a big part, which also, by the way, all of a sudden it sounded, it really much felt like or looked like organized rioting and looting all across the country. It is organized. Right? Even Minnesota mayor yeah. came out that all the rest were from people outside state. And again, these were not white supremacist groups, mm-hmm. people make even fallacies say, oh, the Antifa are all white, so hence they're white supremacists. No, they're, no. They're, they're not. They think right? that they, their belief system is that they're protecting people of color and the only way to, uh, I mean, they just want a socialist world. But also I want to remark just regarding more evidence that's coming out. I'm sure many people who listen have already seen this. But um, there was also the strategic placement of bricks at all these different protests, which was caught on camera. Like, first of all, why would they leave bricks out of in the middle like of the protest? Like, it's just it's so sloppy that it's just we have to start really questioning these things because they're getting desperate and they're getting sloppy because they're getting desperate. Exactly. So let's before we dive deep into that, let's just define because many people don't understand maybe what is a PSYOP? You know, what does it stand for? It's, it ties into false flag. But again, like other false flag events in the past, doesn't mean that real people haven't died. It just means they've been staged, uh, um, created with a specific intention and purpose to manipulate the masses. Right. So here's a definition of PSYOP uh, by Major Ed Roos, who is retired now. PSYOP. Uh, psychological operations are planned to convey selected information and indicators to audiences to influence emotions, motives, objective reasoning, and ultimately the behavior of organizations, groups, and individuals. Psychological operations have involved a variety of tactics and technologies to influence target audiences. A psychological warfare campaign is a war of the mind. PSYOP can be dis emanated, disseminated by face-to-face communication, audiovisual means, audio media, visual media, or the, the digital domain. The weapon is not the delivery system, but the message it carries and how that message affects the target audience. And that's the key, how the message affects the target audience, because they need to just set, um, put one seed into the minds and then it takes a life on its own. Right, and yeah. that's what we see with the replaying. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, again, a white cop killing a a, a, a black uh, person, and it's being over dramatized. And this this is not to say that police brutality doesn't happen or that black people, you know, are specifically targeted. But it is so suspicious that out of nowhere, while all these other things were happening, COVID, and people actually at that moment started to question COVID more and more. The mm-hmm. numbers. Even the some CDC of, actually officially retracted a lot of their predictions, exactly. and all sorts of stuff was coming out before this happened. All the great things, even uh, you know, so people started to wake up. The Obama Gate, and then also Trump finally stood up and did the order against the censorship on social media, Twitter, and whatnot. So all these things were happening, and then boom! All of a sudden, you know, a very similar um, event like we had in the past with uh, cops. Uh, brutality, but this time very much 
emphasized on the social media and then the people take it on and they react emotionally yeah. based on the information they see. Yeah. Can I, I'm going to share this quote actually about Antifa so that so yes. people can kind of hear it laid out. This is just in full disclosure, Andy, I don't know how to say his last name. Andy NGO is his last name. Um, and he was a conservative journalist who basically got attacked by them. And now he's been writing quite prolifically about Antifa. So this is what he said um, just, I think, last night or the day before that. It was basically around the times when all of these riots started. We are witnessing glimpses of the full insurrection the far left has been working on for decades. Within hours, militant Antifa cells across the country mobilized to aid Black Lives Matter rioters. The first broken window is the blood in the water for looters to move in. The fires come next. Black Lives Matter at its core is a revolutionary Marxist ideology. Its founders have made no secret of the worship of communist terrorists and fugitives. They want regime change and the end of the rule of law. Antifa have partnered with them for now to help accelerate the breakdown of society. The U.S. is getting a small preview of the anarchy Antifa militants have been agitating, training, and preparing for. Those who are harmed first are the weak and vulnerable, the people who cannot protect themselves. Abolishing law enforcement is a condition for their success. The destruction of businesses we're witnessing across the U.S. is not mere opportunism. It plays a critical role in Antifa and Black Lives Matter's ideology. The goal is to abolish capitalism and have regime change. To do that, they have to make economic recovery impossible. Media, politicians, public, all of us have underestimated the training, purpose, and capacity uh, capability of left-wing extremists. Every part of the rioting has a purpose. Fires destroy economy. Riots can overwhelm police and even military. All of it leads to a destabilized state if maintained. So, you know, these people, sometimes people who are kind of the media, by the way, also is a Antifa apologist. Many of them have gone on record saying, oh, you know, this is necessary. Even John Brennan said, uh, tweeted last night or the day before, um, he's intimately tied with the Obama-Russian collusion scandal. CIA director, Former CIA director John Brennan, he tweeted that these riots are necessary for real change. And mm. the media as well, they always excuse it. They're like, oh, you know, but this is what needs to happen for justice to happen. There's a whole, I mean, yeah. there's a whole, the, the media is in on it. So what you have also is a lot of lefts who become apologists and they say, if you're not speaking up, you're not an ally. And what's fascinating too is what I found out because I never researched Antifa until last night, basically. And I started reading their guidebooks and I was like, holy shit. A lot of their talking points are things that I see my left-leaning liberal friends, whoever's left of them, repeating, you know? So it's all about taking down the cisgendered white supremacist. All of this is Antifa lingo. And so what happens is, and by the way, Antifa have public Twitter accounts that you can find on your own, and they're retweeting journalists who literally work for, uh, you know, Condé Nast um Condé Nast, like New York Times, you know, all these big, all CNN, all of the big names, BuzzFeed is in, in there now, you know, and these are people who are basically either in or directly colluding with Antifa. So Antifa and their whole agenda is completely infected the media as well. So we have to keep that in mind. And if this, if this, if this kind of stuff sounds confronting to you, just it's time to really start questioning everything. Cause I can even say for myself, I know I'm going a little bit around here. As I was actually a former 
former social justice warrior. Before it was even cool to be a social justice warrior, I was a social justice warrior. And I was actually even repeating these talking points, like hating on, uh, not I didn't call them cisgendered men, but I called them like the patriarchy, you know? That was me before. And I was using my own unhealed wounds around racism to fuel my hatred towards white people. And there was a point, I mean, it was in the, even in the past few years where I was like, this isn't working. This is coming from a place of unhealed pain within me. And now what I see is a whole generation of people who are basically dealing with the same unhealed wounds as, as I, as I have, you know, and, and now we have it all under this all guise of like, you know, white privilege and question all of that. And the interesting thing is, is like these people who talk about like white privilege and how we need to educate other people. I've had these people actually speak to me and talk down to me because I'm half Asian as if I'm someone that they need to save. So there's a victim savior dynamic going on. And I don't, and, and, and I felt very off about it for a long time and I haven't said anything, but now is the time for us to speak up about these things. And I'm not the only one because I've also spoken about this on Facebook recently. And I've had multiple people of color come on and say they felt the same icky energy too. And I don't need white people to save me, you know, and I especially don't need social justice warriors who are actually more racist, more the most racist people of all, because they're constantly looking down on people who are an alternative race as if they're they need to be saved, and it's all to fuel their own virtue signaling. Virtue so. signaling, and like also for the listeners, I mean, I'm sure you have mentioned in the past podcast you experienced racism and. In high school, right? Mm -hmm. You were bullied, you were even physically abused. Younger than high school, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I was actually bullied. Well, I was bullied for being Asian once they found out I was Asian. But most of all, I was actually bullied for being indigenous. And I'm not indigenous, but I grew up in... I grew up in a town which is infamous in Canada because called Thunder Bay, Ontario, infamous for indigenous racism, like highest amount of like homicide per capita against indigenous people. So I grew up in an infamously racist town, basically, as far as Canadian. And since I looked indigenous, like I was basically seen as them, you know, so and so this is something that was very, you know, dear to my heart at one point because um, I, I attended protests for the pipelines for indigenous people, you know, it was, it was very important to me and it still is, you know, but even within indigenous people, I saw them using their unhealed ancestral pain to fuel their activism. And that needs to stop happening because that's also, you're just feeding into the Wetiko mind virus, you know, the same virus that basically committed the racism against you has infected your own mind. It's like the, uh, Carlos Castaneda, the predator has infected their mind. So yeah. that's what we also need to address. Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, tie, let's tie this in, in BLM, Black Lives Matters, in the quote you mentioned by Andy, and he called it also like a socialist Marxist organization. And it's not to take down because put down any African-Americans, any black people, you know, who find a voice through this uh, movement, Black Lives Matter, and obviously Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matters, and so on and so forth. But it's a psyop. It's been hijacked and it's a psyop. And we can talk also, uh, ties into, again, the word is out now as well, George Soros, the quote-unquote, well-meaning humanitarian philanthropist, not, mm -hmm. who has funded and even created, um, partially created Black Lives Matters and other organizations. He has his hands in Antifa as well. And he's all about destroying 
Und Destroy America ist, you know, Socialist, Democrat, whatnot, uh, Marxist. And he is very publicly also anti-Trump. So, so he's so funding... He has an agenda. Yeah, right? so he's funding Black Lives Matter, and then Black Lives Matter, through his funding, is also very anti-Trump. So, so, you know... Exactly. So it's a perfect... Black Lives Matter is the psyop in that sense, based on the definition I just, I just mentioned. Um, but it is... Like you just mentioned as well, it just tags right into the wounds and trauma of the Africa of the black uh, community, mm -hmm. right? Because they have been suppressed, all the history and whatnot. So it gives them the fuel, some some outlet, but it's been diverted and hijacked and being used by other agendas, mm -hmm. right? We even just saw a video of like Antifa, uh, some Antifa women girls going around and spraying BLM on Starbucks stores and whatnot, yeah. and they got caught by some. By a Some, black woman. By a black woman. Like, what are you doing? And then they're blaming us. So mm -hmm. you have the recruits, Antifa recruits, who are literally being paid yeah. to create this chaos, this this violence and looting. And that's very interesting. Now we see the left and like a lot of people, especially even uh, celebrities coming out, justifying the looting, the violence, well, it's all the pain. And, mm. you know, they're justified because of racism and then all this NPC Uh, talk. Yeah, so all these to the point of celebrities now bailing out rioters. Yeah. Right? Yeah, all the one, like even ones that we like. <laughs> like exactly. Like Steve Carell because like, we watched I'm, I'm obviously so I got to separate the the acting from yeah, the Yeah, so these actors and celebrities are uh they're they're contributing to something called the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which is um the fund which is bailing out um a lot of these organizers who've been arrested. Which so, is kind of ironic because at first they were all blaming these all the violence is done by white supremacists. So what yeah, are they the bailing why you, out? Exactly. Are you bailing out white supremacists or who are you bailing out now, right? Exactly, exactly. So that, that's the danger right now. It's, it's literally pathology becoming normalized and the looting and rioting and violence is being not only promoted, but normalized and even encouraged or justified. Yeah, right? so what's, what's creating this? Let's talk about the Wittiko mind virus. So, you know, the key point is, again, to uh, understand the PSYOP. And like I mentioned, psychological operations are planned to convey selected information, indicates audience to in influence emotions and moves and certain actions. So it's about how the message affects the target audience. That's how a PSYOP works. That's how, you know, all like propaganda works in a sense to manipulate people's free, quote unquote, free will, not really manipulate people's emotions to act in a certain way they want them to act. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're seeing happening right now. Hence the playing of the video over and over. They know it tags into all the wounds and the trauma and the self-righteous anger, which is there against, you know, cops and abuse and going back ancestral into slavery and whatnot. And it fuels the race war. It fuels divide, division, divide and conquer yeah. to put races against races and then initiate the violence and, and it ties into like this whole group mind, hive mind thinking where one person affects another person and it ties into then agent provocateurs who also, we saw this video of the one guy, white guy, like, you know, very Antifa-like um, uh, oh, dressed, you know, who was smashing with the umbrella. The, the umbrella smashing so in, yeah, so in windows. Minnesota, there's yeah, yeah. multiple videos going on, for those who don't know, of a guy wearing all black, a professional gas mask, and carrying an umbrella. There's <laughs> yes. but multiple people also photographed uh, wearing the same uniform as him, by the way. And he just went up to the auto zone with a, like some sort of, I don't know, it was like hammer or something. It was and, a hammer, yeah. and he hit all the windows, and he's actually been ID'd 
by multiple by well, his ex girlfriend as um, a cop who works for the Minneapolis Police Department. But he just came and he broke the windows and he left. And once again, the the uh, like there was like a black guy who was following him, being like, "What the hell are you doing? This guy just broke the windows." So these are these you know the- agents that were that you're that you're getting caught on camera now. By the way, yeah. so this is this is interesting because we're in an information war, but everyone's filming everything now, so it's so much harder for them to get away with stuff. So that's what happens. It's just it starts like you know like that ties into basic hive mind group psychology. One person starts it and then everybody, oh, he's doing that. So now we can all do it. Mm-hmm. Same with the bricks being laid out and, and, and strategically at places where their protests happen to be. There's a whole like almost mountain of, of bricks. People just pick up, somebody picks up and then everybody's doing it. Yeah. Right. So go ahead. So there's like... I just want to also, because we're going to be moving into like also with Tico mind virus. So what happens in these like groups too, I mean, I've, I've, I've been at many protests and there's be a contagion in the energetic atmosphere. So the contagion, like even when I was at protests, I just came there out of curiosity to whatever, it wasn't the only sign. And then the contagion feeds into you. So they create this contagion of the weak Watiko mind virus in the group high mind by making it more chaotic, setting things on fire, breaking things. And then it infects people who may have originally just been there just to protest, but it starts infecting people. It's literally a mind virus where the predator enters their mind and they no longer have conscious control of what they're doing. It's like same as when you go to a festival or a concert and then there's a group consciousness being built there. There's a group consciousness that gets built in these protests that ends up being a feeding frenzy for these occult forces, basically. Exactly, like a group entity. So you can look at from the mind vertical virus, from the occult perspective, hyperdimensional perspective, people are literally becoming vessels for occult hostile forces as they check out you know, and uh, generally just not embodied people, probably not embodied and just, you know, taken over with strings attached outside their uh, awareness whatsoever. Yeah. So let's look into where Tico obviously is based on the work by Paul Levy, who wrote the book, uh, Dispelling Wetico, uh, uh, Wetico, Dispelling the Curse of Evil. And I had Paul on the podcast last year. So I also highly recommend to check out that episode uh, on our podcast. And, um, so the way um, where Tico virus is defined, it's basically a contagious, like Laura just mentioned, a contagious psychospiritual disease of the soul, a parasite of the mind that is currently being acted out en masse on the world stage via collective psychosis of titanic proportions. This mind virus, which Native, Ameri- Native Americans have called Wetico, covertly operates through the unconscious blind spots in the human psyche, rendering people oblivious to their own madness and compelling them to act against their own best interests. This is from Paul Levy's Levy's book, and it couldn't be more accurate, right? Mm -hmm. And we see this mirrored in many other shamanic teachings from Don Juan Castaneda, from all the occult esoteric teachings uh, I've mentioned based on my work, from Sri Aurobindo's Integral Yoga to the Archons, the Gnostics, to the general law that resides over humanity, works for humans from esoteric Christianity to um, also Sufism and uh, uh, I forgot them now. You know, all these entities, these beings, this mind virus has been known 
This hyperdimensional occult virus has been known under various different names in different cultures to different times. Yeah, and this is also very important to understand because Carlos Castaneda calls it the predator, and he remarks that the predator gave us their mind. So yeah. this acts through our own mind. And everyone, like, you know, the, it's like similar to your own shadow elements. You have to become aware of it so you're that you're not acting from that place and you don't feed into that energy. So it's not through just ignoring it or just pretending that it doesn't exist or taking a spiritual bypass and saying it's all one. It's through understanding the capacity of evil within yourself that you can actually defeat. Mm evil, but it's, you have to first address it, you know, cause I've even had points with my trauma where I felt taken over by something else, which was not myself. And it was literally this other being, other evil being that took over me and was acting out through my traumas and wounds. So I have intimate relationship with this. In fact, a majority of my twenties, you know, when I was addicted to psychiatric drugs, when I was extremely traumatized, um, there was something else acting through me. And now we're seeing this happening to the collective. It's like, there's something else acting through these people. And it's, there's going to be, you know, if you know someone, for instance, who's getting caught up in this whole hatred, take down the white cis males or whatever they're saying, you know, you have to look at it from this hyperdimensional perspective and notice that there's going to be a part of them. Well, depending on who they are, but most likely in most cases are going to be part of them, which there's a true self there, you know, the person that you know them to be who is somewhat related to essence. And then there's going to be a part of them that takes over through this Watiko mind virus, through all the programming and the media that's also infecting them, something else takes over. So we just need to be able to, to differentiate between that. And that will also help the listeners who may be surrounded by people who are getting into this kind of state, just kind of see it from a different perspective rather than take it personally. Because also these people who are infected, if you have a different belief than them, they will try and attack you. And usually not even through like, you know, reasonable argument, but through personal attacks, through guilting, through shaming, because these occult forces don't work from a rational point of space and they don't definitely work from love they work from like these lower frequencies to try to drag you into shame fear hatred like that's their energetic yeah. mo yeah also for the listeners and people who maybe not know already i have even i have a eight hour webinar on that topic or cold forces of hyperdimensions on my webpage as well which you can check out which goes deeper than mechanics from all different kinds of levels but Laura just hit the nail on the head again the war is through us it works through our own minds and as Paul Levy noted about Wetiko right it uh, operates through the unconscious blind spots in the human psyche which means it works through our wounds and traumas which I've also mentioned over and over again and Laura and I also recently finished an online course called Shadow Work Trauma and Occult Forces addressing exactly that, <laughs> right? It's like Getting, almost like prophetic that we did this course when this exactly all started. That. <laughs> you know, because many people have noticed, again, I'm uh, maybe repeating it for listeners who already heard that from me, but I know a lot of people who get into this entity or cult topic, they start to blame entities, externalize, and don't see how this, how it, it works through their own minds. Through their own minds and can only get us where we have our own blind spots, wounds and traumas. So that's where the work needs to be to heal. So it comes down again, basic trauma work, psychosomatic work, shadow work and all of that. Yeah. And now we see that again with going back to what's happening in the world with Black Lives Matter, George Soros funding that, hijacking it and tagging into the wound 
right, trauma of the black community, right? Yeah. That racist wound, which is there, which needs to be healed, but through like more really embodied trauma work, mm-hmm. not that you're just protesting and hate. Mm-hmm. And it was triggered again through this uh, George Floyd killing and the repetitive and the media focus on that to really create the entry point for the occult forces for Wetiko to infect masses of people. And then we see the result right now, which I've done on purpose. And people may ask, why do they do this? What's the whole point is chaos. It is exactly that to create chaos, to destabilize a society and create division, divide and conquer the race wars, the class wars and all of that. Mm -hmm. They want us divided. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm just going to, can I read that quote about divide and conquer? Um, which one? The one uh, from Q. Oh, yeah, yeah. This. Okay, so this is, uh, yeah. yeah, so in full disclosure, you know, we've been getting into Q lately. And with the skeptical mind, I can say that a lot of the things that he's been talking about end up being true. It doesn't mean I buy into all of it, but there's something there because I'm the kind of person that if something that someone says ends up, ends up turning to be true, I start to listen. That goes with anyone, you know? Yeah. So Be- Before I get into it, I also want to address that because some listeners may not be aware of it. Go back to our last podcast. We talk way more in depth about Q and Trump, especially second hour and also to my podcast with Tom Montag and he has opened my eyes to that. So I've done a lot of research into Q, the raw data of the past months. So I'm not buying into all these lists. Both of us lower the lists are going around or projecting safer qualities on Trump, but there is something to it. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. So with that disclaimer, go ahead. So this has been, this is an actual Q drop. Uh, you, the people have the power. You, the people just forgot how to play. Together you are strong, apart you are weak. They want you divided. They want race wars. They want class wars. They want religious wars. They want political wars. They want you divided. Learn, forgotten country, learn. Stay strong, stay together, fight, fight, fight. This is more important than you can imagine. And you see that division. It's funny, like the left who say that they're all about, you know, diversity or whatever. I'm sorry, but they're the most racist people of all. They want people divided. Like these are the people who want to perpetuate the idea for any person of color that you're not powerful, that you're a victim. And that like, so this, these are the narratives that they keep trying to make you buy into. And the more that you become more embodied, I'm sure like myself, you're going to find this energy very icky because it is, it's really like, it's disturbing. And I wrote something about it on Facebook earlier today, which is like, you know, you're going to have to go down my timeline to find it, but really about like how, you know, it's racism is terrible. I've experienced myself. It's definitely this predator mind working through people, but even a step uh, beyond racism as far as evil is using racism as a political agenda tool. And that's exactly what they're doing. And that is actually what makes me upset because, you know, not not only is racism itself bad, but then to use it as a political tool when you don't give a shit about racism, that's a next level of like evil. Yeah, and that reminds me also of a tweet by which I recently saw, I think you forwarded it to me, by Brendan Tatum, an African-American. And he said very, you know, put it in a nutshell very well. He says, I wish white liberals would, st- I wish white liberals would stop trying to convince me that I'm inferior to them. White privilege is a perfect example. You're telling me you will make it further in life than I because you're white. Stop. I don't need your false virtue. Right. Yeah. And it sums sums it up to like the T. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I've had literally people like white social justice warriors trying to educate me on racism, like uh, just to make themselves feel better. I'm like, wait a second, like, do you not like... To you who has experienced racism. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this is like, I'm just not, not, not staying silent about this anymore because it's just such a... This is also how the Wetiko mind virus has infected everyone is like they're using... You know, they're using things that are true social issues that have impacted people to further a political agenda. And it has nothing to do with actually caring about these issues. It has to do with the political agenda. At least maybe there's people, in fact, there's people within these factions who genuinely care, you know, but you're also being used as a tool. So on that note, do you mind reading the excellent quote by, uh, again, from Paul Levy from his book on uh, his book, Dispel and Wetiko? Breaking the Curse of Evil, about um, psychic epidemics. Yeah. Masses are veritable breeding grounds for psychic epidemics. Through using individuals as its instruments, evil needs the unconscious masses for its genesis and proliferation on the world stage. In a collective psychosis, people literally stop thinking for themselves and let others think for them, like sheep who just follow wherever they are being led, even if it's off the nearest cliff. Losing touch with their own discernment and ability for critical thinking, the mass man becomes part of the mindless herd and falls prey to groupthink, whose members codependently enable each other to uphold their shared version of the Wetiko world. Once the Office of Perception Management, largely through the corporate mainstream mm-hmm. media, convinces a critical mass of people of a particular viewpoint, there is a consensus or agreement that is reached among the masses as to what is objectively true. The agreed upon version of reality takes on a weight and a momentum of its own and thereby becomes the established dogma of what is collectively imagined to be really happening. Like a religious truth, it is irrationally believed like an act of faith by its card carrying members, even if overwhelmingly, if overwhelming evidence points to the contrary. Anyone who doesn't buy into the arbitrarily established story is marginalized and demonized and called either crazy, a conspiracy theorist, or even a terrorist. You're either with us or you're with the enemy. Such a group consensus about the nature of reality gets increasingly hard to sustain as time passes. However, as like a house of cards ready to collapse at any moment, its vision of the world is based on the fundamental error of not being true. Strangely enough, people under the collective enchantment of Wetiko become fanatically attached to supporting an agenda that oftentimes is diametrically opposed to serving their own best interest. This is an outer behavioral reflection of the inner state of being under the sway of the self-destructive Wetiko parasite. Exactly. And that's what we're seeing right now, especially with the, I have to say, the socialist leftist agenda globalist agenda this is the new new world order agenda basically and that's their last it's the end game right now they're pulling all the tricks because they know the game is up you know uh, more and more people are starting to wake up we see also the mainstream media even uh, desperate you know trying to debunk all conspiracy theories and whatnot you know the, oh, the, yeah. the fact that they already like talk about it shows them that you know that's that it's it's taking getting momentum yeah the atlantic put out like this like atlantic is a big mpc news um uh like online paper and magazine as well and they put out this whole like just very slick website with like mm. at least 10 articles debunking all sorts of different conspiracy theories because you know because the second that someone hears about this and maybe following the official 
story, they need to put out their own opinion about it before they start researching. So then they can just read the article in the Atlantic and be like, oh, I debunked this and this is what the Atlantic said or whatever. Well, you Snopes know? said that. <laughs> exactly. And, this, and the reason why also this is important is because you know, Trump came out today declaring that Antifa is a domestic terrorist organization. And once again, if you go to these official Antifa um, Twitters, what they're doing is they're retweeting uh, journalists who worked for Condé Nast, the New York Times, Teen Vogue, just one of the more disturbing uh, propaganda machines I've seen out there because they target teenagers, you know. So they're all directly related. And so this is all, you know, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that happened in January you know, all the corruption being exposed, people, people on the left, especially, I mean, there's a bunch of leftist astrologies who try astrologers who tried to paint it as it's going to be Trump being exposed. It's actually the left and the corruption of the left that's actually going to be exposed. And we're seeing that all happen now. Especially for Obamagate and all that behind the scenes already that's happening. Exactly, exactly. And um, yeah, let's get, I want to dive more deep in the, in the, in the second hour as well. Um, but going back to the Wetiko mind virus and looking from the hyperdimensional perspective, because that's that's the end game I've I've written about it in already four years ago in my essay, The Timeline Reality Spirit and the Hidden Forces of Life. And, you know, they are just now the matrix is on overdrive, right? And people are taken over by the Wetiko mind virus, by the occult forces, and there's no free will on their own. And they're acting on the illusion of free will. And like you just mentioned in Paul Levy's quote, they're actually out of, they don't know any better. They're acting on good faith, but they're actually going, supporting an agenda that is even against their own interest. And they're not aware of it, right? Yeah. It's the ultimate cognitive dissonance. And they're mm. so, you know, especially with this whole, like, again, I'm sorry I have to point it out, but there's a reality to it. This whole TDS, Trump derangement syndrome. Oh, for sure. Trying yeah. to blame Trump for everything, even yeah. though with the, we, we just mentioned these celebrities coming out and fuck Trump and um, we're going to bail out the writers. I'm like, fuck Trump. What has Trump to do yeah. <laughs> with this uh, 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 African, uh, George Floyd being killed in the riots? You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're, blame, they're trying to blame him literally mechanically for everything. And you cannot um, deny anymore that there's a strong force trying to get him out of power at any cost. So like I mentioned, we mentioned in the last podcast as well, like I've never gotten into politics, Trump, whatever, and you know, but why is this man such a threat? Because all these accusations, especially from the left against him, are based on lies and projections, literally, if you just look at it objectively, yeah. right? Without hating Trump as a savior, and I, I never identified with either side. And now it's more obvious by fact coming out, you declassified know, declassified documents. documents that the whole Russian collusion is a hoax. It's based on lies. Obama administration is behind it. Yeah. And the left can still not admit it, right? Yeah. What will it, you know, for somebody... They're not objective anymore, not clear thinking. They're completely taken over by Wetiko because they cannot possibly admit that Trump is actually, wow, he's doing something right. Like yeah. he did right with finally stepping up to Twitter and social media and all the obvious uh, bias uh, approach of Twitter and the censorship, right? Or recently also got totally uh, un forgotten or not or even ignored because of all the craziness that's happening with, with the looting and rioting and protesting. He just defunded the World Health Health Organization, the WHO. Cut all That's ties to them. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. People don't understand. Yeah, never mind, you know, the investigation of China and all sorts of like stuff coming out about that. So there's many good things that he's been doing, but this is also how successful brainwashing works. And not only that, like what what I see happening on a spiritual level is this huge disillusionment process, you know, and 
in order to actually surrender, because it is surrender that needs to happen to the disillusionment process, you have to be willing to open your mind to the possibility that everything that you believed before was wrong. And I've had to go through that many times, even to be honest, when I was researching this whole Spygate, Obamagate thing, there was still a part of me that wanted to believe that he wasn't that bad, you know? And when I realized it, I was like, holy shit, like this is actually much worse than I could have imagined, you know? And so it really takes someone who's ripe and ready to be have their reality constantly shifted. Like even for myself, I've had so many different beliefs that I've had to leave behind. I believed for at one point, like, I mean, I could have been, if I would have kept on the road that I was going on, I could have been an Antifa now, basically, because I was a vegan social justice warrior, you know, like always wanting to fight up for the rights of, uh, for, for indigenous people and anyone who's been, I felt oppressed, you know, hated white men. Like, so I was on that pathway and through my own spiritual process, I, all of these beliefs slowly dissolved over time and not only just even spiritual process, but my own direct experience and being open to taking in new information. So a lot of people are not open to taking in new information because it would cause a huge disillusionment process and their whole reality would start breaking. It's like once you start cracking it open a little bit, you know, their version of reality, that's when everything starts to break and change. So they won't even like the, the, um, what do you call it? The, uh, the, the, where you can, uh, the brain fart. Yeah, brain fart. Um, anyway, they can't even take in new information because they've already decided what's true. And that is protecting them in a layer. Um, cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance, exactly. <laughs> so that's what's going on as well. And it's painful. It's a really painful process to start realizing the truth. And most people spend their whole lives trying to avoid pain and suffering and that's speaking of like the path of the warrior, which you've talked about other on other podcasts, you have to have your heart open to the human experience and be really willing to do what that heart is like asking you to do, you know, and act from conscience. Yeah. And I also would add on top of what you just share about your experience and being open for new information and your spiritual practice, but also your practice, not only practice, but uh, very sincere self-work of healing your traumas and wounds mm -hmm. and really, you know, shadow work and all of that. That's yeah. that if you don't engage in that inner work, you're not even able to take in new information. Exactly. That's, that's the most important part. It's not just, you, you know, it's easy to say open mind is just taking information, but what creates cognitive dissonance is your own shadow aspects, your trauma and wounds, which you have never acknowledged and recognized, but then externalize. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you're not in the habit of questioning your thoughts and if you're just acting mechanically, like most people in the world who haven't engaged in any self-work, they have a, they read something on the news, they have a feeling, they act mechanically from it. That's the dynamic. So there's no room for like observation or just checking to see if your emotions are overriding things. They act purely from emotional impulse. And that's also why you know, during these times we're going through this rebirth process, like the stronger that we're going to be collectively is the more that we truly know ourselves and not like know who you are as like a personality aspect, but no. truly know, you know, be 
able to rest in that state of objective observer and not be acting from this kind of false personality self. Cause like, and this is a big process. I mean, right now we're basically at the end of an era, you know, and we're at the beginning of a new era and it's like getting, it's going to get crazier and crazier as we kind of dive deeper into like the hell realms basically, you know, and that's what we're dealing with. And this is also going to bring up a lot of stuff within us. So it's also constantly doing our own inner work as hard as it may seem, you know, and even for me, sometimes I'm like, I just want to meditate, but then at the same time, meditation opens me up more and more. So, you know, but this is really the time to be warriors with ourselves and really focus too. like watch for like just scrolling mindlessly through, through Facebook, watch how all of this impacts you because it's important to spread information educate yourself about what's going on in the world and not pull up spiritual bypass. But at the same time, don't let this like trauma installment program, like also fuck with you because that's exactly what it's trying to do as well. Yeah. And speaking of open mind, again, we talked about this in our last podcast, probably more in the second hour. I highly recommend you guys to listen to that. And other things have shifted for me and for Laura as well. How my whole view and certain views, even people ask me because I start to like, you know, talk about Q and Trump being orange man good all of a sudden and all these things, you know, and, um, you know, they're citing articles from my past about the trap of statism and the left and right identification. That's all true for the times back then, but things have changed. And I'm also like, you know, I can also see, and I mentioned that before, especially since my, the podcast of Tom Montag, who made me aware of some aspects about Q and Trump, which I didn't consider before, before I just was just throwing it away. So it's like as a psyop and whatnot. But then I took the time to do the research on my on and really the, the raw data of Q and whatnot. And first of all, it it's not what most people think it is. It's not all these, again, I mentioned it, what we mentioned in the second hour last podcast. Uh, it's not what most people think with regards to the list that are going around, the sudden mass arrest and all these like golden age stuff all of a sudden. No, no, no. It's very integrated. It's very, it's not that uh, simple. It's quite complicated, but there's something happening. And I'm certainly not projecting any savior attributes on on Trump or anyone. But before you dismiss it as a side op, as I used to do right away, do your own research, go to the raw data, look it up. And I will probably on some point write a long article about this as well. But if you want to hear more about all that process, I go again, I highly recommend you guys to listen to the podcast with Tom Montag and myself from like three months ago especially the second hour and the last podcast to get a better understanding. And even I, that has my views also keep changing, similar to what Laura said, depending on my own process, not because I'm like switch back and right, but seeking truth is a process. It's not like one day and you have it, yeah. right? We never know the whole quote unquote truth. We cannot see with the eyes of the divine. None of us are objective. Anybody who claims that is deluded or it's like claiming you're omniscient and enlightened. Mm-hmm. So it keeps changing all the time, right? Yeah. You're learning new things like, oh, perception. So there needs to be humility, you know, within that process and not holding on to certain beliefs and whatnot, mm-hmm. but growing with it, expanding, right? Because you see it on so, it's you, we mentioned it before, you can see it on multidimensional levels, just on the basic 3D level where we talk about. You can see it from the level of the psyche of shadow work, what's the shadows coming up to be confronted from a hyperdimensional perspective or the higher perspective of the evolution of consciousness and divine. And then it becomes even more paradoxical because even evil is part of the divine mm-hmm. and the mind will never fully grasp it. But the key point is what we mentioned before. It's not just about being open for information, but it, in, it relates to your own inner work. If, if your uh, ex you know, the search for truth by external information is not matched with your inner work, you will get stuck, yeah. right? You will not able to quote unquote advance. You will not 
receive higher knowledge, gnosis beyond intellect yeah. and all of that. So it's all interrelated, right? So on that note, I just wanted to as well, just we talked about divide and conquer, right? There's definitely the divide and conquer mm-hmm. agenda. And then people say, you know, let's not get into left versus right. But, you know, if you look at it objectively, the left right now is more aligned with the socialist New World Order agenda of the called hostile forces. And that's like a political right? bypass when people say, oh, it's just divide and conquer, you know? Exactly. It's, because it's a spiritual and spiritual bypass, bypass too. Because I also want to remark something about duality too. There's this really quote in my head uh, that I've been thinking about lately because, like, you know, not to brag, but I've experienced states of non-dual awareness in my life, you know? But the thing is, is you're not meant to actually, like, even if you have access, non-dual states of awareness, you return to duality. And this is how it plays out. So I just want to read this quote, I, know, yeah. I guess, because it's really important. So this is from Chong In Trumpa. Um, you have to go beyond duality, but you also have to go beyond non-duality at the same time. You have to return to duality. That is the final goal. It is like the ox herding pictures. Finally, you return to the world with a big belly and with an ox behind you. He's referring to this famous uh, image about meditation. That picture, returning to the world, is the final point. So you have duality, and then you discover non-duality because of duality, and then you transcend both non-duality and duality because of them. So people think that non-duality is actually a passive state. No, it means that you're able to enter duality from a place of being the objective observer. Mm-hmm. And then you don't get caught up in all of the samsara or whatever you want to call it. You don't get identified with it because you're connected to the higher mind and you're connected to the divine. But you don't you can avoid duality. You just literally can. There's a war right now, dark versus light. Exactly. You know? So there has it's about take being on the right side of history right now. And Sim, I agree with that because this whole, again, there's obviously a divide and conquer agenda happening, which we just pointed out with the whole Black Lives Matters and the PSYOPs and whatnot and the Q-drop you just mentioned. So we need to unify, yeah, right? However, it can also, this divide and conquer agenda can also be misinterpreted not to feed into it as a, like you mentioned, spiritual or physio- philosophical bypass mm-hmm. with the distortion of, oh, I'm just going to stay neutral. I'm not going to t- stay in the side. I'm yeah. just being on the fence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And lofty ideals. Why can't we just go all along via the, you know, another spiritual bypass oversimplification? We yeah. are all one. And then also like what you hinted at, this whole intellectual or philosophical head-centric application of non-duality. Mm-hmm. And basically overestimating your level of being as if you're already enlightened, right? And mistaking it for this passive state, as you pointed out. Yeah, but they miss the fundamental point, which is returning to duality. And the point is also being warrior mode, especially in this day, and just boundaries are needed. Mm -hmm. You know, because even as Sri Aurobindo talked about, we mentioned as well, the anti-divine forces need to reject and even be destroyed, right? Mm. With or with take your working through people right now, uh, especially for this... Again, there's a war happening, dark and light, and it's on unseen level and on and, and, physical And even on levels. seen levels, like um, if you check out um, on Starseed Astrology, he recently posted an article uh, by the Epoch Times where they had this uh, infamous um, meeting from the Chinese Communist Party happening in January 
2020, which is also around the time of Saturn-Pluto conjunct. And there were storms, like just the lightning storms in the sky looked like something out of a horror movie, you know? Mm. So this is also how these occult forces manifest too, is in these kinds of like environmental changes, like yeah. this kind of storm happening when, they're in, when their biggest meeting of the year is no coincidence because also, you know, um, the Chinese Communist Party or the people who like covered up. I mean, whether you think there's a real virus or not, I think we can all agree that what's going on in Hong Kong is really fucked up. It got fucked up in America now. So now like whatever, it's fucked up everywhere. But, you know, there's a huge capacity of evil happening there. And we've seen that happening for a long time for what they did to Tibet, what the, you know, their, their whole, like, I mean, China is like, the future that the Democrats want for this world, basically. It's like the testing ground for things. Yeah. So, wow. So we're already ending the, uh, ending nearing the end of the first hour. So what do you want to get in a second hour? We have like a lot to approach because almost like, again, all this COVID-19, coronavirus, lockdown, social distancing, all these draconian laws that have, or regulations that have come down, with contact tracing has been completely almost quote unquote forgotten because of what the current events, but this is not going to go away. Yeah. So we definitely want to address that. Yeah. You know, contact tracing, how this ties into like today's, that has also increased people policing each other, the Agent Smith syndrome, the Karens of the world. Mm -hmm. No offense to any women with the name Karen, we feel sorry about this. Yeah, maybe a little bit of more astrology. I also want to talk about like how deeply this, this what Q says, this, or even Donald Trump, the swamp runs deep, you know? Yeah. So this whole thing, this Wetiko virus has infected almost every major organization that I've seen, you know? Yeah, so I just want to talk more about this whole Q phenomenon and Trump and all... From my perspective, more which is not definitely not that uh, that black and white. Yeah, and I also want to touch on a little bit more the Pluto return of America, which is what's happening mm. now. So this is yeah. also going to be we're going to see the second American Revolution basically happening. So yeah, and next, and then also would like to touch upon what we uh, mentioned last time. Also again about the necessity to be in warrior mode. Yeah, and giving some tips and suggestions of how to deal with these energies in our personal lives and what we need to do and. You know, because a lot, a lot is at stake here. I always, I always said before, people, I think, are still traumatized, checked out, dissociated. They don't even know what's really happening. Yeah. Right. And the the preciousness, so to speak, of the times we're in right now. Yeah. Because there's a choice to be made. And with that being said, see you guys in the second hour. If you're not already a member, because the second hour is only for members, go to my website veilofreality.com and sign up to the membership. It also gives you access to the forum. We already share a lot of stuff and many things I don't always share publicly on social media just yet. All right, see you guys there.